Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning to you if you're waking up in Detroit or in any of the cities up and down the eastern seaboard. Maybe you're digging out of snow in parts of the upper Midwest and New England, or maybe you're awake all night and you need some company and you're trying to figure out this NFL playoff puzzle. Man, we're just getting started on looking at the brackets and we'd love your initial reactions on our show Twitter after our CBS. You can also vote for Monday MVP there and on our Facebook page where we have Jim Mora making his, well, one of his annual appearances on our Facebook page Playoffs? I don't quite have the tone there. Those were the wrong notes. I was a little off key, but you you catch my drift. Playoffs? See? Playoffs? Oh, that was much better. That was actually really... Playoffs? Yeah, you playoffs? kidding me? Are you kidding me? Playoffs? Playoffs? See? Getting better. I don't do many impressions, but Jim Mora, not too bad. <laughs> so either of our social media sites, early impressions of the NFL playoff slate. I'm going to call it reunion weekend as much as it is the... Uh, Wild card weekend that that it is now the norm, supersized from Saturday afternoon through Monday evening. It's also reunion weekend. I'm writing my CBS Sports Minute about it at this very moment. Well, I was before we started this hour. Pen is down now, don't you worry. The Browns at the Texans. So Deshaun Watson, even though he's not playing for Cleveland, if this is his second trip back to Houston, right? Because... They played in the regular season last year. So the Browns at the Texans. And, of course, Houston, an incredible story. As stunning as the Jaguars' demise over the final six weeks of the season. Do you remember when the Jaguars had a a two-and-a-half game lead in the AFC South? Oh, my gosh. It gets worse. The more I talk about it, the worse I feel about the Jaguars. But... It's an opportunity for the Texans, and they win on Saturday night. We'll get to that game this hour, and they end up in the first season with D'Amico Ryans as well as C.J. Stroud. Could they possibly have a coach of the year and an offensive rookie of the year tandem? Mm, Maybe Mike McCarthy's the coach of the year. I don't know. Took over play calling. Producer Jay, who would you say is the coach of the year if not D'Amico Ryans? I probably would give it to D'Amico Ryans first. If not D'Amico Ryans, and McCarthy's, it's not a, it's not a bad option. I mean, he Kyle did Shanahan, take, except that they, they they maintained. I don't I don't know if they got a lot better than last year, but they maintained. Yeah, is that the they're the top seed this year? Answer. I mean, he might have the best roster, probably you would, you could say in football. They have navigated injuries, but every team has. I Matt think LaFleur. though Matt LaFleur is a good answer considering that last year's winner was Brian Dayball and the turnaround with the Giants and them making the playoffs. The Cowboys, again, same thing as the Niners. They really towed the line. I mean, they were perfect at home. 
it's another 12-win season. They're the NFC East champion, so there's that part of it. But in terms of a huge turnaround, D'Amico Ryans, if the Colts had made the playoffs, I might throw Shane Steichen's name in the ring. I think Kevin Stefanski deserves some votes. Oh, Kevin Stefanski. Quarterbacks and yeah. they've dealt with. Yeah, five different starting quarterbacks. If you include who they Jeff Driscoll, who started for them on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so Kevin Stefanski, D'Amico Ryan's two potential Coach of the Year candidates facing each other in that first game on Saturday. Then we've got Tyreek Hill, the Miami Dolphins. At the Kansas City Chiefs, I know he's been there before since they won a Super Bowl. Still a bit of a reunion there, and I'm still not sure he's right about them missing him. Although, I don't know. The Chiefs didn't have a great year with their wide receivers. So, uh, last year, they didn't miss his offense. This year, probably could have used those 1,800 receiving yards. (laughs) So, those are your two games on Saturday. Uh, Houston and Kansas City hosting. The games are at 3.30 and 7 o'clock Central Time. So, 3.30 and 7 o'clock local time. Uh, Then on Sunday, you've got Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo ends up winning the AFC East, and we are on high alert for the appearance, the phone call from one Sal Capaccio of the Bills Radio Network uh, was supposed, is supposed to connect with us when they land or when he is finally off the team playing on his way home. And so the Bills end up with the two seed and are hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Then you've got the Cowboys hosting Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy's old team, the team that Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl with, uh, the team that Mike McCarthy guided to victories over the Cowboys in the playoffs, roughly, I guess not quite a decade ago, but multiple times with Aaron Rodgers. So Green Bay at Dallas, and Jordan Love is playing spectacular football right now, along with Aaron Jones. That'll be a load for the Dallas Cowboys, though AT&T Stadium gives the Cowboys an edge. They're a very different team at home. Then you've got the Rams and Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) How is that even possible? From the category of you can't make this crap up. We will use this as fuel. I got pure octane right now. I woke up. I'm ready. (laughs) Well, we're going to get to the Lions here coming up because they do have one major, major concern. But the Lions will host a playoff game against their former QB and the more recent Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. Now, the Lions have one playoff win going back to the 50s. It's a refrain we hear every year when the Lions have made the playoffs. But this is their first division title since the early 90s. It's their first 12-win season since the early 90s. This is not your father's Lions. It's not your grandfather's Lions. These are a different Detroit Lions team. And Dan Campbell's a major reason why. Every week is different. I'm not a lunatic. I swear to God, I'm not a lunatic. I've got controlled fury. <laughs> Biting kneecaps is all the rage in the NFL. Uh, Finally, on Monday night, we talked about this just before the top of the hour. The Eagles at the NFC South champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is going to be fun. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. All right, let's talk about those Lions if you want to. Anybody want to? I I think we want to. Sam Laporta, a rookie season for the Lions. The rookie tight end. In fact, we could probably make this segment about rookies setting records if we wanted to. Both of them coming in the NFC. You've got some pretty impressive rookie candidates. 
for that offensive rookie of the year. We just mentioned C.J. Stroud. We're going to talk about Puka Nakua, but how about the Detroit Lions and the fact that with Jared Goff, now they made a concerted effort to run the ball more this year. They actually drafted Jameer Gibbs to the surprise of many people drafted him high in the first round last season or last spring, sorry. So they get Jameer Gibbs, but they also get Sam Laporta. And he was a revelation at the tight end spot. Second and goal for the Lions from the Viking two. Goff turns, fakes the gives, that's in the pocket, left side, wide open, touchdown Detroit Lions, Sam Laporta, number 10 on the season for the rookie tight end. Hard run fake, Vikings all sucked in, Goff looked up, 87, wide open. <laughs> How does that happen? It's the same type of befuddlement I have when Travis Kelsey is somehow wide open and you lose track of this large body in the midst of the secondary of your defense. So Dan Miller on Lions Radio and Laporta ends up with 86 catches, an NFL record by a rookie tight end. That's going back to Keith Jackson in 1988. Did it with the Eagles. And we're talking about a second round pick here out of Iowa. Good stock there. Nearly 900 yards and 10 touchdowns this year, but set the new tight end record for rookies with 86 catches. The issue is that he ends up hurt. And he leaves not long after that with a knee injury. The best way I can put it is um, it's it's probably, it's not as bad as it looked. But it's not good news. You know, so it's kind of in this, um, we'll know more tomorrow, but I know it looked awful. It's not as bad as that. But but it doesn't mean that it, it looks good in the immediate here. The report from NFL Network is that Laporta suffered a a hyperextended knee, which isn't that what Travis Kelsey had? Was it to start the season? Maybe I'm thinking about last year, but I seem to remember that Travis Kelsey had a hyperextended knee at some point recently, and it kept him out for a couple of games or at least one game. It was the beginning of the season. It was yeah. the very first yeah. game of the season, right? Yes. So he did it at the end of training camp, right? Or Suff- end of preseason. Suffered a, a hyperextended right knee during Tuesday's practice right before the season okay, started. Okay, right. Yeah. So, all right, I'm not crazy. See, I swear to God, I'm not a lunatic. So Travis Kelsey missed the first game of the season because of that. If it's a hyperextended knee, I also saw bone bruise, which, again, comes from NFL Network. There's a chance that Laporta could miss their game on Sunday, which is unfortunate because he is along with Jared Goff, again, an incredibly productive tandem. Uh, He's one of the top targets now at that position. It's been a down year for tight ends. But also, he and Goff have developed a great Lapore. Lapore. It's a Lapore for Laporta. A rapport with Laporta. Nah, Lapore sounds better. It's a new word. I like that. (laughs) Thank you. Jay was like nodding as though I said it right (laughs) the first time. (laughs) It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Yeah, Jared Goff's been awesome this season. Second and five from their own 30. Gibbs the back behind Goff who's up under center. Jared takes, turns, fakes the gift, sets in the pocket. Jared drifts left, look, look. Now he throws downfield. It is caught. Left sideline, cutting back. That is Amon Ross St. Brown angling at the 25, to the 20, to the 15, cuts back at the 10. Amon Ross at the 5, fighting at the 2, into the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Oh, baby, what a run by Amon Ross St. Brown. Angling across the field, cutting it back, 
70 yards from Jared Goff. The type of adversity that this group has over the last couple of years, and um, you know, we're ready. Yeah, we're ready. It feels like we've been waiting for quite some time to get these opportunities, and um, they're here now. Four field will be rocking, and it'll be fun. Against Matthew Stafford and the Rams. <laughs> That's crazy. You would think the NFL writes a script. Well, that is what they told us at the beginning of the season, so maybe we should take their word for it. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Dan Campbell is also a Coach of the Year candidate. I like it. Thank you, Scotty. Finding me on Twitter, A Law Radio. He thinks Dan Campbell. Why didn't we think of that? Campbell certainly has everyone in the Detroit locker room believing that they can make a difference, that they are, in fact, a Super Bowl contender. All right, hey, listen, man. It's a great job now. It's a great job. All right, there's nothing easy about that. You come in this type of environment that we have, but I know this. You guys, here's what, here's what winners do. They win, and they go handle their business. It was the next challenge, and you guys stepped up and did exactly what you needed to do. It was back and forth, but man, you show about all phases, complimenting each other and coming to life. We did that. Special teams, holy sh! That was some of the best, the best play we've had in three years. We have been hardened by adversity. We've heard that theme in this week 18 for teams that have moved on. We've been hardened by adversity. I wonder if he's referring to the illegal touching call. Against Taylor Decker. Controlled fury, if you will. I'm good. <laughs> so we'll wait to see about Sam Laporta, but that certainly is a concern. I know that there are plenty of Lions fans who are nervous about it. All right, so that's one rookie who blew us away this year. And how about Puka Nakua? Wentz ready. Has it. Play face. Wentz. Throws the dart. Caught by Nakua. What? Right side 50. Puka Nakua breaks Bill Groman's record by NFL rookies for most receiving yards in a debut season. I think that may be it for Puka Nakua as they, they're saying, hey, you got the record, you're good. Oh, no, they tell him to go back in. I love it. Oh, dear. Get him another catch. Get the other one. He's got the receiving yards. Now he needs one more reception to break Jalen Waddle's rookie record. Heads out left with Ben Skoranek. Split out right to Marcus Robinson. First down Rams at the San Francisco 49. Carson Wentz in the shotgun. Has the snap. Throws down the line left. Leaping catch made by Puka. Cuts inside. Tripped up inside the 45. The 20th receiver drafted in this class now stands alone in NFL history among rookie receivers. More catches and more yards than any first-year pro. Puka Nakua. As much as it will say Puka Nakua, I feel like it, I wish it could say everybody, the all 11 guys up there, because it, it really takes all 11, and they're, they are, they should all feel that award just as much as I am, because uh, without the guys in the front, without uh, obviously with, we have Matthew with them, with Carson out there, and everybody involved. Really happy for Puka Nakua. God, that was frustrating to try to figure that out. I did, you know, we, <laughs> after the first drive, thought we would be able to do that. Um, and I thought our guys just did a great job, but for him to be able to break both of those records is such a credit to this team, but also his consistency and his body of work. The Rams didn't have a whole lot to play for on Sunday, but they did go out there and give Carson Wentz his first start with the team, and actually he played really well and also wanted to get Puka Nakua those records. I love Puka Nakua. (laughs) 
Yes, Matthew Stafford is healthy and will be raring to go in Detroit next weekend. And and he did, I don't know if you saw this, Producer Jay, but he did actually talk about it after the game. Yeah, so if you want to see if you can grab that, if not for this show, then for our Monday night show. So the Rams had already clinched the wild card spot. He did not play on Sunday, but he called the return to Ford Field, quote, exciting. Just can't believe that Stafford will be back in Detroit for a playoff game. And he knows, Stafford knows the frustration, the consternation, the near misses, all of the years that he was there. The narrative always, the Lions can't win a playoff game. The Lions haven't won a playoff game at home in eternity. The Lions will never win a Super Bowl. Blah, 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 blah. How many coaches, general managers, top receivers? Oh, my gosh. They've searched for a running back for years post Barry Sanders. And he was part of all of that. And now he is a Super Bowl champion, right? Such an incredibly uh, redemptive opportunity for him with the Rams. I I don't know that I've ever been happier for a quarterback to win a Super Bowl than Matthew Stafford with the Rams. I wish it had been with the Lions. He probably wished it had been with the Lions at the time. But now, looking at the the arc of his career, right, where he's, he's poured heart, soul, blood, sweat, and tears into that team, there's no way he isn't going to feel that nostalgia. Now, once the game starts, they're all good. But for Stafford, after, gosh, getting drafted there in 2009, he was, I mean, he was a pro bowler. He was a comeback player of the year as well. Ended up winning that award. Got traded after the 2020 season because he didn't want to be part of a rebuild. And who can blame him? Ends up in LA where, of course, they win the Super Bowl. Has seen this resurgence to his career thanks to the likes of Cooper Cup and now even Puka Nakua. And what a surprise this year with both Puka and Kyron Williams as rookies leading the charge. And now is heading back to Detroit and heard about it following the Rams game. It's awesome. The opportunity happens to be in Detroit, which is fun for me on a personal level. We have some other guys on our team that are from the city too, which is really cool. Um, I know it's going to be rocking there. You know, haven't had a playoff game there in about 30 years or whatever it is. Good for them. It's unfortunate that one of those teams are... I think you're going to see the Lions be a sentimental favorite. Browns will be a sentimental favorite because of of them having such playoff utility for years. The Bills, I think, until they win a Super Bowl will always be a bit of a sentimental favorite. I don't know that anybody feels bad for the Rams, but just the Matthew Stafford element is thick. It's thick and rich, if you will. JB Long on Rams Radio, by the way. What a season. I don't know who I would cast my vote for if you're asking me to pick the offensive rookie of the year. But Houston's, I don't want to call him a baby. That's not fair. Houston's brand new quarterback is certainly a candidate. CJ Stroud, the Texans. We knew they were in the playoffs on Saturday night when they took care of their business. But Jacksonville left that door wide open, and now they are division champions. 
Whoa. Is this a good time to mention that a rookie quarterback has never won a Super Bowl? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. CJ under center with Nico Collins to the wide side left. And Schultz in motion to that side. CJ calls him out. CJ will throw on the first play for the Texans. Steps up, fires deep down the field, and caught by Nico Collins yes. at the 20, 15, 10, 5. Rock and roll. Touchdown, Houston. 75 yards on the opening play. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Nico Collins back on the field. Good for C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud back on the field as well these last couple weeks. And the Texans on Saturday night knew that if they won in Indianapolis, they would be a playoff team. That was for a wild card spot or possibly an AFC South championship, depending upon the Jacksonville Jaguars, who certainly held their fate in their own hands. We see how that went. But for the Texans, you can't take away what they accomplished this season. And it culminated on Saturday against the Colts. Now, after a Jonathan Taylor 49-yard touchdown run, you know what? I was just going to talk about it, but why not hear it? Just because it's Jonathan Taylor. He's had quite a season. The Colts deserve a little bit of attention considering that They not only missed out on the number one pick last year, they had a new head coach. They ended up drafting a rookie quarterback. He gets hurt. They have to turn to Gardner Minshew. Their roster has seen some turnover. And yet Jonathan Taylor, he really did take ownership and place his stamp on the season in the second half. Minshew to Taylor. Jump cuts his way. Big run. Angling left. 40. He's at the 30. Down the near sideline. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. Jonathan Taylor, a 49-yard gallop to pay 
the Texans 14 and the Colts 12. Okay, I'll just be honest. I really wanted you to hear those roars. Do you hear those roars in Indianapolis? Unbelievable. Love the support. Love the Saturday night raucous atmosphere uh, for the AFC South. That's Matt Taylor on Colts Radio. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. So after that JT 49-yard score, the game is tied early in the third quarter. And the Texans answer with a 12-play, 7-minute drive. C.J. Stroud, again, rookie quarterback. We still get to call him that. Goes 6-for-6 on the drive. Now his seventh pass attempt is the one in which there was a long pass interference call. But they also had a healthy mix of Devin Singletary. Hutchinson to the right side. Singletary in the backfield. Stroud under center. First and goal at the three. Texans try for the go-ahead touchdown. Motor with the handoff. Motor to the right. Motor to the goal line and in. And the Texans are back in front. Mark Vandermeer on Texans radio. Now the Houston defense still had to face Jonathan Taylor and that Colts offense. A couple more times. They did stonewall Indy in the red zone and take over on downs with a minute to go. First playoffs for the Texans since 2019, but there was more in store on Sunday, which is pretty impressive. Let's hear that last call just because it's the Texans and D'Amico Ryans. He was a pro bowler on defense for the team that he now coaches. Fourth and one at the Houston 15. Minshew in the gun. Minshew to throw. Minshew swings it out to the yes. back left side. It's incomplete. And the Texans take over on downs with 103 to go in the fourth quarter. What a stop. Feels awesome. Uh, all glory, honor, and praise goes to God. Man, we've just blessed us throughout this entire season. Our team has been humbled and worked, fought right behind the scenes. And I think it means a lot to our guys to get you know, this spotlight today and you know, just to come away with a with a gritty win, really gritty win. Wasn't our best performance, but it was it was gritty, it was tough, and it was a special performance. D'Amico is is a perfect guy for this job, man. He he brings something out of his players that like is indescribable, just like that strain, that that mental stability, that toughness that he talks about. So, um, and I can do nothing but just be appreciative and just be thankful for where um, I was picked and like the situation we're in now and. Oh, it's just been a blessing. And they are now AFC South champions. Rock and roll! <laughs> Mark Vandermeer on Texans Radio. I heard this. I don't remember the year. But the last year that D'Amico Ryans played for the Texans, they were AFC South champions. And now in his first year at returning to Houston, and you may remember, he was walked into the facility by Cal McNair, and all of, maybe not all, the majority of the Texans employees were standing in the big foyer. And they went up and over the staircase and down the other side. And they were along a balcony up top. And they were cheering for him, for D'Amico, to welcome him back. And they were chanting, Miko, Miko. <laughs> this is when he got walked into the building after getting hired, for heaven's sakes. But in 2011, not that long ago, they remember, thank you, Producer Jay, what it was like to have him on the field. That same quiet confidence that comes with humility, let your feet do the talking, let your actions speak volumes, that's the same to me, Go Ryan's.
And now they are the AFC South champions because the Jaguars can't take care of their business. But I love it for them. Love it for C.J. Stroud. Now, at the time, they didn't know that they would be the South champions, but they did knew they would make the postseason. Ooh, that's a good game. It's a lot of respect <laughs> for those guys over there. Um, and to be my first season to make the playoffs, man, it's just—it's been, um, it's been, it's been a, a heck of a year, man. I'm, I'm blessed enough to be um, in this position for this great organization, this great city of Houston, and man, I'm just blessed, man. I, I just... We clipped him. I guess we decided we didn't want to hear about C.J. Stroud. Here's the problem: on Saturday evenings, we have people working in our newsroom that don't have a ton of experience. It's not producer Jay, so sometimes. The sound is a little rough. <laughs> it's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. It is definitely worth, <clears throat> excuse me, mentioning that the Colts finished above 500. They were nine and eight, second in the AFC South. So same record as the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Which is wowzers. Texans finished up ten and seven. Again, I'm going to say D'Amico Ryan's is a very prominent candidate for coach of the year and considering what Brian Dayball won for last year I think it's a big deal but I don't know if they'll go that route some of you mentioned Kevin Stefanski Dan Campbell both those franchises they've had to battle through a lot now in the case of Stefanski they lost Nick Chubb in week number one they lost their guaranteed money starting quarterback for most of the season. He was dealing with multiple injuries. They started five different QBs, and Joe Flacco will be the guy who's out there on the field for them come Saturday afternoon. So, yeah, there's there's definitely a candidate there. You can look all around. Matt LaFleur getting the Packers to the playoffs. I don't know how much love there is there. Todd Bowles post-Tom Brady. And post-breakup of that Buccaneers Super Bowl team. So, I I like it. I like that we have such great storylines around the NFL. Sean McVay get any votes? That's a good question. He should. I mean, yeah, they have Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald, but pretty much everybody else is brand new. Got it done with rookies, right? Right. A lot of rookies and and second-year guys. Uh, Jonathan Taylor turns into... uh, A revelation for the Colts. Uh, He'd had a tough season last year because of injuries. Remember, didn't start this season. He claimed it was injuries. The team knew they weren't going to give him a contract extension. They finally, or they weren't going to give him the fat deal that he wanted. They finally worked it out. He got back on the field, though it did take him a while to get comfortable. Uh, Ultimately, as I say, he put his stamp on the season. That's playoff football. It's playoff football. And when it becomes crunch time, you got to make those plays. We got to make those plays. We got to make them. You have to. That's playoff football. Playoff football are, are the teams who make the most plays. We didn't make enough. I don't know what his future holds. I don't know if he's still there. Uh, it's It was definitely a mess at the beginning, but it was good to see him get out there and run like the wind. Uh, ultimately finishes with 740 yards and seven touchdowns. Um, and they used him whenever he was ready. They finally uh, they finally relied on him again. He's only 24, actually about to turn 25 in a couple of weeks, but still very much in his prime. But the Colts just missed the playoffs. Texans are the AFC South champions. Wow.
Love, love that storyline. All right, on Twitter, A-Law Radio, what are your impressions? A lot of you weighing in on Twitter, A-Law Radio, or our Facebook page, phone number 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. Super Bowl. Super Bowl Monday, five weeks from right now. We'll be talking about the last game. Not the last game of the regular season, mind you, but the last, last game of the 23-24 run. No, I'm not going to think about Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Third and four in their own 29 to start the fourth quarter. Tied at seven with their playoff hopes largely riding on this game. Snap back. Cam Rudolph guns it on the middle. That's caught at midfield. Wide open. Deontay Johnson running down the hash mark. 10, 5. Touchdown! 71 yards! And the Steelers' playoff hopes very much alive. The onside kick coming from Justin Tucker. Let's see how it transpires. He rolls it. Connor Hayward falls on it. And that should secure the Steelers' victory to keep their playoff hopes alive. And you see the purple shirts heading for the exit. And this rain is still coming down. It's still very chilly and windy. <laughs> but what a performance by the Steelers when they had to come up with one. It's time to pull on the pads and hit somebody. On After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. I'm almost hesitant to ask this question, even though it's tongue-in-cheek. 
Are those of you anti-Tomlin Steelers fans out there still ready to fire him? You still think that he's not good enough or you could upgrade at the head coaching position or that simply having a team without a losing season for, I don't know, almost 20 years isn't enough? You you guys blow me away. I can't believe that uh, because I know that there are going to be half the teams or half the fan bases in the NFL that would take Mike Tomlin tomorrow, including me. Raise my hand. Raise Jay and I both of our hands up. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, so Mason Rudolph starts again, now this time in a monsoon in Baltimore on Saturday. And Fourth quarter, the big strike is the 71-yarder to Deontay Johnson. Puts them up 14-7, but Najee Harris played a huge role once again. So second straight week for Najee leading the way uh, in the the rushing category. The Steelers were brilliant in the slop. 155 total yards, and Najee had 112 of his own, plus an early touchdown. The call's there with Bill Hillgrove on Steelers Radio, and before that, Mike Watts on Westwood One. Now, The Steelers finished the regular season with three wins in a row. This is without Kenny Pickett, of course. And even after he was healthy, they chose to stay with Mason Rudolph. They liked the spark for the offense. They had to wait and see how the dominoes would drop on Sunday. But with that Jacksonville loss in Nashville, the Steelers sealed the number seven seed. Keeping in mind, of course, that Mike Tomlin did not know about this on Saturday night. But still, they took care of their own business. Man, I'm just really appreciative of the effort of the guys. Um, obviously, this is a tough place to play. That's probably three or four years in a row right there uh, that we've been able to come up here and get it done. And so we're thankful for that, for the efforts. Enjoying each day because um, you know, whether it's practice or, or uh, visiting with you guys or um, playing out there, I mean, it's, it's been a long time, and I'm just so thankful and grateful for the opportunity. I do love this about athletes that – have to wait, watch, wonder when it comes to their next chance, in this case, their next pass thrown in the NFL. They never take it for granted. Never. Mason Rudolph will never take one practice or one opportunity for granted for however long his career lasts because, yeah, it's been a while. A near perfect. Now, this is impressive in what was a cold, chilly, steady rain. I mean, nasty. The cameras didn't even manage to give us a clear picture of what was happening on the field in Baltimore. But Mason Rudolph goes 18 of 20, 152 yards. He has the score, mostly relying on the guys around him. And then the defense played extremely well. Of course, the TJ Watt piece of this, a little bit of concern. TJ is being evaluated with a knee injury. Um, I'll have more information probably next time we get together. Obviously disappointed in and that, um, but, you know, there are challenges in the game of football. There are challenges in life. And so we'll deal with it, whatever it may be. <laughs> Mike Tomlin said on Saturday that he wasn't sure how much football he would watch or who he would watch. But obviously for the Steelers, they were paying attention to the Jaguars once they got back to the Steel City. Baltimore did not start Lamar Jackson, of course. And could you imagine? I know the Steelers had something to play for, but in that weather... Whew, not a good idea. And as it is, there's still some some pending concern over TJ. He did have two sacks on Saturday. 
to take over sole possession of the NFL lead at that point with 19, but did leave in the third quarter with the knee injury. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So the Jacksonville Jaguars out, the Texans in, the Steelers in, and Pittsburgh will be on the road at Baltimore to start off the Sunday triple header. We're still waiting on Sal Capaccio. We know they just landed, actually, in western New York. Okay. It's nearly 5 o'clock in the morning, New York time. So just landed. He's supposed to call us when he gets in his car, which will be after the top of the hour. I have no doubt they were celebrating. Uh, In fact, the game is being replayed right now on NFL Network. Five consecutive wins for the Bills to not only get into the playoffs, which they also found out by virtue of that Jacksonville loss, but to claim the AFC East. They are clearly one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now and once again a force to be reckoned with. Let's talk to Alan, who's in Detroit. Welcome to After Hours. Good morning, Amy. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, here in Detroit, it's interesting. Um, you know, we, I think a lot of folks, myself, we share the concern about Dan Campbell. and We love his, his uh, aggressiveness. We love his toughness. But His controlled fury. Yeah, the controlled fury. The decision-making, though, you know, it starts to pile up that you start to question it. There was a Dallas last week, not the initial two-point conversion play. I actually have the problem with going it for the second and the third time. But anyways, <laughs> then this week playing the starters and Laporta, which Goff relies on a lot, um, probably being out for the playoff game against the Rams. So, the, I'm, I'm concerned that coaching is going to make a difference here uh, against the Rams, which, you know, a lot of times it's it's not the, the, the difference maker, but, you know, I think it could be here. And, um, you know, we, we, we're, we waited so long for a playoff game uh, and to make the playoffs, uh, that's the big concern, I think, for a lot of people here in Detroit. Okay. Well, I agree with you about the two-point conversion. I was pretty surprised they went for it the second and third time. However, they had really nothing to gain or lose. And so I do love the aggressiveness at that perspective, going for the win and not just the tie. Uh, And also, you think about it, um, and I hear this from players all the time, they love it when coaches trust them to do it. Again, I agree with you. It felt ridiculous. Even Micah Parsons said, what the heck are they doing after they've got the first flag and then the second flag? And uh, they, they weren't able to capitalize the third time as for Laporta being on the field and some of these guys being on the field. I will say this about the lions uh, considering the way they played in Dallas, right? And that Dallas defense is really good. It wasn't a, an off. It wasn't a grand offensive performance. One that you could kind of feel comfortable with. We certainly didn't reflect who they had been most of the season. So I understand not wanting to come off that game in week 17 and then not play your guys in week 18, and then turn around and host a playoff game and not feel like you were back in a good rhythm. And so that's kind of what we heard from the Lions, is that they wanted to be playing better football to wrap the regular season before the playoffs began. Now, it's understandable. I think that the, the, from my perspective, kind of the, 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 the hinge of it all, so to speak, is that I'm not a big... Uh, I'm not as trustworthy on Goff as others are. And so the question I, and, and Goff, Laporta has been, Goff goes to him so often. Uh, he, the, he, he set the tight ends record for, for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got gotcha. you. Just got about so, 20 seconds, sir. Go ahead. 
Yeah, and so that's the concern that um, whether or not, you know, Goff has that go-to guy. That's the, that's mm-hmm. the problem. James I agree. Williams has been inconsistent. But anyways, thank you. You're welcome, sir. I agree with you. I would think that Sam Laporta would be a huge loss. Allen in Detroit, thank you so much for calling. Uh, I I know that it'd be easy to worry about Jared Goff. Uh, I think Jared has been fantastic. I don't know how you can ignore Amon Ross St. Brown and what he's done this season. I know he wasn't a pro bowler, uh, and much to his dismay, he's using that as fuel. Uh, But how about their run game this year? Jameer Gibbs has been fantastic. I also think that there's a great balance, one we haven't seen for the Lions in quite a while, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. And then again, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown and Josh Reynolds and, yes, Sam Laporta and Donovan Peoples-Jones, and they've got different guys they work in. So it would be a big loss because of the position and the impact, but it wouldn't be the end of the world. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 